0: Hello, you are listening to Delta Dispatches. We're discussing Louisiana's coast, its people, wildlife, and jobs, and why restoring it matters. I'm Jacques Hebert with Environmental Defense Fund.
1: And I'm Simone Malaz with Restore or Retreat.
0: Welcome back, Simone. Yeah, I
1: totally forgot how to get here. <laughs> it's
0: like we hit 100 episodes and then you just cut and run. Yeah,
1: yeah. I did a lot. Did he ever left there? And then I was done. You, knew, you left me in the beginning of the summer, so true. you have no room to talk.
0: I know. You uh, You had a very well-deserved Break and and vacation. It was like
1: less than a week. You just happened to do the shows when I wasn't there.
0: Yeah. Well, I certainly missed you the last few shows. Oh, I missed you too. Um, you know, I had a very exciting one last week. Uh,
1: oh, mm-hmm. the one and only Margaret, mm-hmm. or the one that everybody keeps talking about. And I'm like, yeah, I'm on that show too. I'm on that. Not that show, but I'm on that show too. No, it was it was
0: an amazing interview. Um, you know, a lot of great stories about how she came to be the chief meteorologist no, what a great at WDSU. Mm-hmm. Very yeah. Nice. So, um, but yeah, it's so good to have you back. You've been busy. I mean, since you've been back, you've been traveling all over the yes. state, meetings. What's yes. going on in your world?
1: Yes. Um, definitely, plenty of meetings and lots of planning. It, it seems to that it's going to be a very exciting fall. Um, we do some um, just generic coastal education with all the candidates that may be running for office, um, and then uh, next year it's going to be crazy. Lots and lots and lots of things planned for. 2020 already.
0: Wow. How is it? I mean, it's already halfway through august it It, might as well be 2029 i said
1: something something to my husband about september he's like that's in two weeks
0: (laughs) i mean do you have your thanksgiving preparations underway because we're you're stressing me out i'm glad
1: bj gave me the Saint schedule though so i can look forward to that
0: (laughs) well we have a wonderful show we do one of
1: the things i did um to kick off this week is i went to a christening a boat christening in homa did
0: you get to hit the champagne bottle. Please,
1: I'm not nearly important (laughs) enough to do such a thing. But on the line, we have Mark Sickles back from Weeks Marine. If you remember, Mark came on the show when they first announced that they were building um, this new dredge. And Mark is with Corporate and Government Relations at Weeks Marine. Welcome back to the show, Mark. Oh, it's good to be here. It is good. Thanks for inviting me. Yes, you have obviously, you and your company have obviously been very, very busy. We last spoke, I actually hunted Mark down after a CPRA meeting in St. Bernard because he at the end of the meeting just dropped, hey, by the way, my company's built in the stretch, you know, and I was like, "Mm -mm, let me go find him. So I found Mark. So Mark, tell us about the wonderful event in Homa on Monday.
2: Well, everything went well. It was hot, but the uh, rain helped. Air-conditioned tent,
1: a... though. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. It
2: was uh, The air conditioning worked well in the tent, and the sky stayed very blue. Some nice, white, puffy clouds for pictures, and <laughs> it was a great day. Um, we named the dredge for Steve Shatry, who is our senior vice president uh, for the dredging division, the general manager of the dredging division which is located in Covington, Louisiana. We work nationwide, but uh, we put together our bids and strategy and manage and um, operate the dredging division from Covington, Louisiana.
1: Yeah, some great staff over there. Chuck Broussard, a homation. Chuck's a homation.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, Chuck is our vice president and chief of estimating. Yes,
1: he's great. He's in um, in a vignette in the Center for River Studies. Oh, that's he talks right, about, talking about coastal yes, jobs and yes. what you
0: can do, um, you know, going into work on coastal issues.
1: Yes. So, um, as Mark mentioned, uh, Steve Shatry was there, um, but also many members of the week's family themselves y'all are they are on their fourth generation right and they had quite a few right. there and right. um in yeah. um, the kind of figurehead rich is that right he was there no no
2: now dick dick, dick Weeks is right. 91 yes. years old 91 and he came down and um
1: he was like climbing all the, the stairs, stairs all of the dredge yes
2: yeah he's a he's a third generation the company is 100 years old this year and so we considered this new of uh, marvelous piece of equipment our birthday present to ourselves and his son is the ceo yes. he was president and ceo but he has given up the president uh, role to step back a little bit and think about uh, more strategic things and less day-to-day operations and eric ellison our president was there he's the first uh, president of the company who's a non-family member uh, for this hundred years and uh, he was the MC at our short program.
0: So Mark, I want to talk a little bit about the dredge, but for folks who may not be familiar, what does a dredge do exactly? Let's just break it down <laughs> to the basics. Sure.
2: Well, a dredge efficiently moves uh, soil from uh, one place to another. It, it creates, a, in, a, in a pipeline dredge or cutter suction dredge, those terms are used interchangeably. Um, a slurry is created at a very fast speed uh, from the you know the bottom of the river channel or the ocean or wherever, and uh, have some massive pumps on board that sends it uh, a great distance away. These days, with the trend in the industry over time, especially with uh, environmental concerns of restoration, wanting to build and rebuild land in different places, that you need to uh, pump further distances, and a lot of our projects in Louisiana have set records, really, on how far uh, material has been pumped. But anyway, that is uh, what it does. There's um, a separate kind of dredge that uh, you see a little bit on the lower Mississippi River called a hopper dredge. The Corps of Engineers owns one. They operate out of the district called the Wheeler. Um, Other companies, we have three. Uh, Some of our competitors have more than that. Hopper dredges um, don't dig as deeply and they're self-propelled, so they move slowly like at uh, two knots or something through the water with drag arms hanging over the side that are on the bottom that um, uh, vacuum up the material into the hopper, and then when the hopper is full, they stop dredging and sail to a spot to either pump it out uh, or dump it like they do at the head of passes Mississippi River in what's called a hopper dredge disposal area, HDDA. And when the HDDA gets full, a cutter suction dredge like the Chantry, um will pick it up. And, and now we're in there pumping uh, at least on 25,000 feet of pipe right now, creating land according to a template that was designed by the Corps of Engineers.
1: Like beneficial use, though, right, beneficial Mark? Beneficial use right. of
2: the material, yep, absolutely. So
1: you're dredging material from the bottom of the river, and you're putting it into an area to create land, right?
2: Exactly, Good yeah, s- and, and keeping it from being lost in the open gulf or just mm-hmm. lost to the system, period.
1: Right, and you can take the cutterhead offshore, is that? Oh, yeah. Yes, and so that is one of the, new- one of the things about this new boat is that you can use it in, you know, tough ocean conditions or tougher ocean conditions and not just in the Gulf of Mexico. You'll obviously do a a ton of work on the eastern seaboard and in that area, right?
2: Correct. Yeah, now, um, most uh, pipeline dredges aren't aren't, uh, qualified by the Coast Guard to go into the ocean, but the big ones are and there are several of those. Our competitors have them. We have several. And um, this is just our biggest one now that we just christened.
1: So Senator Norby Chabert was there, cause this is in, in part of his world. And he was just talking about about the technology and the advancements that lead to just a more efficient and safer work environment. We're, we're kind of up against the break though, Mark, um, but that is correct, right? I mean, new boats yep. mean new everything, right? And, uh,
2: absolutely. And, and just as automation affects every industry in the 21st century, it affects the dredging industry, too. Better automation, better electronics, better positioning, all these things have uh, been applied to our industry as well. So it's a new world.
1: Yes. Well, we're, we're not done talking to you, Mark. So would you mind sticking on through one more break? We'll come back. We want to talk a little bit more about some of the other work that Weeks is doing um, in our area and talk about some other things going on. Sure. Great. Stick around. Great. You're listening to Delta's Dispatches. We're here every Thursday on 990 WGSO and online through our new podcast. We'll be right back after the break. National Wildlife Federation gives voices to the wildlife conservation values that are part of our country's heritage. We are charting a new course for wildlife that our children and grandchildren will thank us for. Visit our website, nwf.org Louisiana to find out more about our work to restore and protect mm-hmm. Coastal Louisiana for generations to come. National Wildlife Federation, uniting all Americans to ensure wildlife thrive in a rapidly changing world. nwf.org slash Louisiana. Hi,
0: I'm Don Cheadle. Listen up, I wanna talk to you about something important, the Environmental Defense Fund. EDF isn't like some of the other environmental groups. EDF works together with those on both sides of the issue. Despite all the fighting in Washington, EDF has found ways for both parties to support real progress. That has made our air and water cleaner and the products in our homes safer. So not only can our planet prosper, so can our future. Go to edf.org to see how you can help. At Audubon, we believe that where birds thrive, people prosper. Nowhere is that more evident than in Louisiana. Integrating science, education, and policy, Audubon, Louisiana's mission is to conserve and restore natural ecosystems, focusing on birds, other wildlife, and their habitats, for the benefit of humanity and the Earth's biological diversity.
1: Check us out on Twitter, Facebook, and online at www.RestoreOrRetreat.org.
0: And we're back. You're listening to Delta Dispatches on WGSO 990 AM. Always available online at DeltaDispatches.org on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, We've got like 102, 103 episodes for you to go listen to mm-hmm. and catch up on. So subscribe, share us with your friends, rate us, um, and more. But it is time for our segment, the Coastal Voice of the Week. Um, this week, this week's voice comes from Martin in Chalmette. Um, he says, The coast is a worldwide natural resource shared by all living things. The coast of Louisiana has its challenges in consideration of those whose benefit from this, who benefits from this diverse ecosystem. While there is no clear path to quantify the benefits of these ecosystem services to all stakeholders, it is ultimately the responsibility of the state to manage them with no conclusion in sight. It is imperative that we continue to seek answers using the best available science and policy. Wow. Martin, <laughs> Martin uh, from shell Matt. Thank you so much. And, you know, reminder, you can share your opinions and your voices on Louisiana's coast anytime at restore the and who knows? We might just Did read that. Did we ever them.
1: get that last parish? We gotta work on that.
0: Man, Bienville. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to do a show <laughs> We, we from need to Bienville, go to Bienville to get yes. some uh voices of Bienville. <laughs> so uh yeah.
1: Mark, do you know anybody in Bienville Parish um, here in Louisiana?
0: I am sorry.
1: I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know if anybody lives in Bienville parish. Uh, we have this actually very cool uh state map of Louisiana with all these voices, and that's the one that keeps
0: all sixty-three, but us. Bienville, yes. yes. We'll get there.
1: Yes, yes. Um, well, welcome back to the uh, show, Mark Sickles from from Weeks Marine. Uh, you mentioned that uh, Weeks Marine, their dredging divisions, located in Covington, Louisiana, um, and the boat was largely built in Chase, right? Is that right?
2: Right, <laughs> right. It was uh, built at CNC Marine. They did an excellent job, you know, building the hull and uh, superstructure.
1: And I saw we had yeah, lots,
2: of, uh, lots of other suppliers that helped too. We, we had a company called IHC that uh, built the spud frames and Mobile Pulley built the pumps. They're a pump manufacturer that is uh, very um, uh, common in dredges. So they, they're from Mobile. And our four Tier 4G four engines came from Cummins Mid South. So nice. it's um, from I, all over the place.
1: I saw some old states. Stuff on there too. That's right there in Homa, right mm-hmm. down the road from from where we christened the boat. Chuck told, Chuck Broussard, we mentioned him earlier, um, said that he thought like eight hundred to a thousand people worked on the boat. That right. even that even if that's a guess, that's tremendous. That's a lot there's, of people and a lot of jobs. one
2: hundred and fifty companies that supplied some part uh, of the. It's very complicated vessel. Of course, it it's self sustaining and. Um, it houses 52 people.
1: Yeah, so down to a, the bunks, right? I mean, yeah. you needed bunk rooms, right, and everything like that. So Exactly,
2: that's- exactly. We, we go offshore, and the um, people on board live there for uh, 28 days at a time or three weeks at a time, depending on their shift. And um, it's a good-paying job, but you're away from home for a long time.
1: Yeah, we uh, we maybe put some people in the freezer when we were there. <laughs> it was operational. It was fine. We just wanted to see what it was like. It was a very hot day, as you pointed out. Um, that's amazing, Mark. I would love for you to talk more about that, and for you guys to talk more about that about those people that are employed, not just building it, but those obviously that will find work here in Louisiana while the while the vessel is out. What are some of the other projects that are y'all are working on, not uh, here in coastal Louisiana or mm-hmm. elsewhere?
2: Well, as you know, there's a, a flood stage situation in the Mississippi River. The river is going down, but we have uh, three dredges out there, the Captain Frank, the McCaskill, and in the HDDA, the RS Weeks is working now to uh, pump that material into a wetland. And uh, we've got a big job going on off of Biloxi, Mississippi, called the Mississippi Coastal Improvement Project, or MISSIP. And it's a four-large contract uh job to beef up the barrier islands over there and uh, we're working over there now. That job has been underway for about a month and it will go on for another four or five months and we're about to start uh, on the Fire Island beaches on the south shore of Long Island Uh, any day now.
1: Jacques and I need to go there. Yeah, I'll
0: I'll definitely take a trip there. That's that's
1: the rule of of this show, Mark. We have to go to these places (laughs) you talk about.
0: So, Mark, um, there was a big announcement. Uh, CPRA chairman and avid listener Chip Klein said, let's put this baby to work. (laughs) He literally said that. (laughs) Where is the baby going to be working in Louisiana? Well, that's above my pay grade. (laughs) Uh,
2: We know where the first job is going to be. It's going to go into the river. This is the plan today to go into the river and replace the RS weeks and uh, on that um, uh, land creation project I've already mentioned a couple times, and that will be a good place for her to you know turn everything on for the first time and see if there are any kinks they need to work out uh, with the new vessel. Um, but the big job that uh, chip uh, actually awarded to us uh, on Monday, we were, we were low better prior to this, so we, we knew it was coming eventually, but uh, this was just the official award that he made public at the podium there. And it's it's the Terrebonne Basin Barrier Island project. It's worth about $155 million, and it includes uh, West Bell Headland, Timbalier Island, and Trinity East Island, those three um, barrier islands in Terrebonne. So we're real excited about that. We love doing that we we've, we've been there before and um um it's just uh, great work to help stabilize Louisiana's
1: coast. So just a reminder, Weeks um, completed the Caminata Headland Project, and so they are no stranger to Barrier Islands, and those are, uh, I think, three of the last remaining ones that, that will have a restoration project assigned to them, and just in time for us to take some cool videos, and uh, the Weeks team has been awesome about usually uh, letting us go to their sites to film and things like that. So absolutely, don't think that we won't be coming your way about that. Right, <laughs>
2: <laughs> we've got a job that's coming up. Uh, we've already done some work on it. We're not there today, but it's called the New Zydeco Marsh Creation. It's near L in the lake, and uh, it's easy to visit. You don't have to take a long boat ride to get there, and we're creating a, a lot of first-class uh, marsh there.
0: That's awesome, and it's an important reminder too, you know, for our friends in Saint Tammany and on the North Shore that Saint Tammany is just as coastal as many mm-hmm. other places. And there have been some marsh creation projects that have happened that have helped in terms of the habitat there, but also, you know, for storm surge for protection for those living um, north of the lake.
2: Absolutely.
1: So, Mark, like, what kind of people can let's talk, Can we talk about workforce just a little sure. bit? Um, what kind of what kind of folks and what kind of skills do y'all need at at Weeks Marine,
2: well, it really runs the gamut. Um, there are basic maritime skills that need to be taught, uh, deckhand type of work. And um, when you start out as a deckhand, you learn how to handle anchor barges and put together pipe and and uh, put in submerged pipeline, bring it back up again, uh, drive a tugboat. Um, you know pull tug something that we need there's so much ancillary equipment when you're on a pipeline dredging job that you need that goes with it a hopper job is a lot simpler uh, unless you're going to pump out and then you have a short crew on that too but um, there you've got those jobs we have surveyors engineers to survey to make sure we're building the project like the uh, owner wants to get the right elevations um, we have You can get a job being a a wildlife observer. There are companies that do that because we have to look out for certain endangered species uh, when you're doing the business. Um, There's jobs in the office, business jobs, estimating jobs, uh, engineers, mechanical engineers, civil engineers. We do a lot of our naval architecture work in-house. and We also hire uh, outside naval architects to help, too. Um, it's, it's a very complex business with so many different moving parts here and there. And, and if you uh, uh, want to get into it, there's a lot of opportunity. It is, it is uh, a job where you have to go away from home. I mean, there, uh, if you have to do that before you, generally speaking, before you move to the office or the yard and have a you know, nine-to-five job. Uh, most of our jobs are out on the job site. So there's lots of opportunity. We have um, helped sponsor a new program at North Shore Technological ah, College. Ah, I
1: remember Jesse was working on that. Yeah, I'm very glad yep. you mentioned that. Yes.
2: Yeah, we we've uh, develop, helped develop the program, and they just finished a, a wall, uh, a damaged, uh what a, a art project that shows 100 years of Weeks Marine. Oh, ah, nice. Yep, that's up there in uh, the college. So, anyway, that's one place I would recommend people going there's right now, the market is real good. The primary reason underlying reason where we're investing in equipment in such a major way is that we see a good market in the future. A lot of that has to do with, uh, coastal restoration in Louisiana and well, what's coming. And, and, uh, we hope that, uh, when the, uh, oil spill money runs out, there'll be other sources that can fill in because, um, financing the whole $50 billion Coastal Master Plan is is a challenge, I know.
1: Well, Mark, we, we definitely want to thank you for your work here in Louisiana and especially thanks thank Weeks Marine for investing in coastal Louisiana. We certainly need um, all the help we can have. Uh, like you said, we we don't have nearly enough um, money, but certainly we need to do the best with what we have and, and having beautiful, right. efficient dredges is one way to do it. We cannot let you go though, Mark, without asking you a fun question. We talked a lot about uh, sand and dredging in Barrier Island. And so, fun question. What's your favorite sandy beach to go to?
2: Oh, my goodness. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
2: uh, well, I have to say the, my favorite uh, is, is the Delaware shore. Ah, oh, nice. Mainly because uh, it's the closest <laughs> beach to my house. <laughs> and when I, and De- Delaware doesn't have a long shore, but they do a great job of maintaining it and they have net parks on it, state parks up and down the part that's not. Uh, commercialized, and I, I like it, but
0: uh, Hawaii beaches, you can't beat them.
1: Yeah, we'll have to go to both of them, yeah. right? There right, Jacques? Jacques? Yeah.
0: <laughs> All right, well, thank you so much, Mark. <laughs> thank you, Mark. Okay, we'll thank you. We'll be right thank back you. after the break on Delta Dispatches. And we're back. You're listening to Delta Dispatches. We're discussing Louisiana's coast, its people, wildlife, and jobs, and why restoring it matters. I'm Jacques Hebert with Environmental Defense Fund. I'm Samoma Laws with Restore or Retreat. <laughs> I'm a little rusty. I know, a little rusty. Two episodes off and you're kind of forgetting <laughs> how it works over here. i probably lose my voice at here. the end of this. <sighs> well, you know, that was such an interesting conversation. <laughs> a lot of people don't think about the mechanics behind yeah. Restoring just, Louisiana's Coast. I just,
1: you know, it was really hard um, for us to convey on the interview, but to walk on a, on a vessel like that and how big it was. And yeah, is it like just a really
0: big... Boats? I
1: can't even tell you. It it is like it's a ship. It's like wow. ginormous. Um, the amount of computer equipment and the pumps, and it smelled new. And like, had that they, new drive yeah, smell? Yeah, yeah. And they were saying they were telling. They said they had been to the Netherlands to look at some of their like positioning technology. They had been three times, I think, and so it's pretty unbelievable the investment that Weeks Marine made in Louisiana. So I'm glad we were able to capture
0: some yeah, of that. Well, I'm certainly sad to have missed. I know I mm-hmm. was invited, but I was— New dredge smell, man. I was preparing for what we're going to talk yes, about now. Yes, you which, had a busy week. Yes. Um, you all may recall last year we released um, a coastal issues poll, as we do many years and have for many years. And this is just to understand you know, where people are in terms of um, their th- thinking on coastal issues, coastal land loss, how it affects them, um, and so we released a new poll for 2019 on Wednesday, and I'm so excited to have um, on the show Bernie Pinsonat. Um Bernie is formerly a partner in the highly successful research firm Southern Media and Opinion Research, and he continues to conduct surveys, including for ourselves, um, under the name Bernie R. Pinsonat, Inc. His partner, Lawrence McKenzie, retired in 2017. Um, and again, they founded in 1978 the research firm Southern Media and Opinion Research, um, that was used by Fortune 500 companies, Louisiana companies, media organizations, and hundreds of political clients. Um, and Bernie became one of the most recognizable names in politics as as he was called upon by national and Louisiana news organizations for his insights and perspectives on current political events. That's pretty um, neat. Yeah, and again, so welcome... I bet you he has some stories. I bet you do, and we might get to some of those, but welcome uh, to Delta Dispatches, Bernie. Hey, great.
3: great to be with y'all. Uh, yep, I've had a interesting career and still love polling and still like working with uh, groups especially uh, the coastal restoration group great project very worthwhile and I am i was pleased to see the numbers uh, roll in off the computers from the respondents of uh, how popular uh, the coastal restoration effort is the, the, the willingness of the public to uh, stick with this and whatever the whatever the uh whatever we can save it's it's uh very worthwhile and anyway it uh, the results are you know out you know amazingly good and you don't see these kind of numbers in most polls as, as jock uh will fill y'all in a little more and I'm here to to uh, discuss the results with him. But uh, great, great survey, great information.
0: Yeah, and uh, I, it, it was a great, um, you know, we're very lucky to partner with you as well as um, with Greg Rigamer of BDPC um, LLC. Um, and you both worked together on this poll, which was a statewide poll um, conducted all across Louisiana. We, we surveyed over 1,000 um, responders, uh, you know, which means that, um, the sample size or the sample size was over a thousand, but the uh, margin of error for the poll was three mm-hmm. percent.
3: Yeah, it drops down to three percent in, instead of the normal four point 4. five, which is nine percent, which is a big number either side of fifty percent. When you what we did was drop it down to margin of error of three percent either way of fifty. So you're talking about a max six percent either way. So that's a really low number.
0: So, so Bernie, I'm going to get into a few of these results, and then I'll let you comment on them. Um, But in general, 96% of respondents statewide believe that addressing coastal land loss is a priority. 97% think that, well, yeah, 97% think that funds should be protected and believe that more funds should be identified to address the problem. And 98% say that as much coastal land should be restored as possible even if it's not possible to restore the entire Louisiana coast so tell us about i mean that's 96% 97% 98% <laughs> do you see numbers that big ever in any of your polls
3: no no i mean those are unheard of numbers in polls and look if you, you if you're on you know, if you're watching television or if you follow um, social media it's you know it's hard to get people to two people to agree on, <laughs> on the same thing much less ninety nine ninety eight ninety seven percent uh that's a huge number, and we just don't see those kind of numbers in in, in our average polls I run every day uh it's just you know so literally I can accurately say it's unheard of um and but the uh, one of the numbers that uh, the last one you read is the to me is the one of the most important in the entire survey. There's some great results on all of them, but for the uh, basically the entire state to say we don't know how much land you can save, we don't know that. All we know is whatever you have to do to save the land, as much land as you can. We want you to do it, and that, that's you know, that's like a an incredibly good number. It's it's in. Uh, I mean, as you it's, you're saying that there's total unanimous support for uh, coastal restoration, and uh, they don't they're really not they're really they don't their expectations are we don't know what you can save, and that's you know you don't get run into a lot of that when you're talking about government. We don't know what you can save, but whatever it's whatever you can save, we want to spend the money to try to save it, and and you know think about that. How many how many times do I run a poll and people want you to spend money for government to save something? You know, it's like saving the post office. How many people think more <laughs> government money is going to make the post office mm-hmm. better? So you see my contrast
2: mm-hmm. with
3: that? Uh, that's very unusual, uh, almost unheard of for uh, 100% of the people, basically, to say um, – do what you got to do spend the money and we're behind you yeah basically what the poll said
0: yeah and steve cochran who was on the Mm -hmm. media telepressor with with yourself and and greg rigamer um and he's the campaign director for our coalition as well as associate vice president with environmental defense fund um he said as our coast disappears and the state of louisiana fully commits to confronting this crisis Voters are in widespread agreement that addressing coastal land loss must be a top priority for anyone who seeks elected office in the state. Well, of course, we've got some elections coming up. So, would you agree with that statement, Bernie?
3: Yes, yes, absolutely. One of the, you know, what's and Steve's been around like I have, and both of us, I'm I'm a campaign consultant and also being a managed campaigns. I came from uh, you know Democratic. Uh, United States Senator Bennett Johnston. I worked for him for for uh, uh, eight and a half, nine years. And uh, so my background is politics and dealing with elected officials, and I work for a lot of elected officials. So the, the poll uh, really does point out if you're an elected official in Louisiana and you have something to do with funding, uh, we want you to spend the money we want you to raise as much money as you can, but we also don't want you to waste it and we certainly don't want you to take it and spend it on something else that was the the and, and if you do by the way you're in jeopardy I'm most we're basically telling you that I'm not going to vote for you if you allow that to happen that's one of your responsibilities and with this with this project is so important to me that if you mess with the money' well, diverting it to some other project or you don't do your best, then I'm not interested in voting for you.
0: Mm -hmm. It's so important. I mean, we talk about it so much on this show that, you know, there is some funding available, a good amount, to get some big projects done. But, you know, over the long term, we're going to have to think about um, where that additional funding is going to come from for the long term of the implementation of the Coastal Master Plan. So we need to protect what we have and do the most of what we can, but then also figure out um, over time where the additional funding comes from. Uh, Bernie, we're about to head into a break, but I want to highlight as well, I mean, this was a statewide poll, so even folks in North Louisiana who aren't directly on the coast were still saying they supported this, correct?
3: Yeah, it, there was a drop-off, but it wasn't anything, you know, you could say, oh, man, 30, only 30% of North Louisiana cares about this since, they've got, you know, there's no land loss from the Gulf uh, going to affect them. But to be within 10% of most of the answers is another amazing stat. But, you know, they figured out that Louisiana, we're all in this together, and if Louisiana can't, uh, if we lose uh, economic viability, if we lose coastal, if we lose the wetlands, if we lose fisheries, we lose, you know, then we all lose as a state, and they're pretty much uh, all in that this is important.
0: Well, um, Bernie, we're about to head into a break, but if you don't mind hanging on, I want to get into some more of the numbers. There were some new questions we haven't asked before that we asked this year and got some interesting results. Um, If you're interested, you could check out the full poll yourself, um, mississippiriverdelta.org slash coastal dash poll. 2019, and you can see the results you can see our press release um, and just check out I mean really impressive numbers um, we're here with Bernie Pinsonat and we're discussing the 2019 coastal issues poll we'll be right back on Delta Dispatches um, on WGSO 990 AM And we're back. You're listening to Delta Dispatches on WGSO 990 AM. We're discussing Louisiana's coast, its people, wildlife and jobs and while restoring it matters. I'm Jacques Hebert with Environmental Defense Fund.
1: And I'm Simone Maloz with Restore or Retreat and I'm back with the coastal stat of the week. From our newly released poll, 96% of voters, 96% of voters want their elected officials to prioritize Louisiana's coastal land loss crisis. 72% statewide believe coastal land loss will have a direct impact on their lives in five years. Five.
0: Yeah. So we're going to get into those numbers. We're back with our pollster, Bernie Pinsonat, um, of Bernie R. Pinsonat Inc., as well as formerly of Southern Media and Opinions Research. Um, Bernie conducted the poll for us along with Greg Regamore of BDPC LLC. Bernie, we have a tradition on this show um, where we ask all of our guests a fun question. So I don't want to put you on the spot and I don't want to get you in trouble, but your fun question is um, whatever you can say, and you don't have to name names, what is your favorite political or campaign memory? God, there's so many. Ah, tell them all,
3: Bernie, <laughs> tell them all. Uh, no, I guess my finest political memory was I was working in a, um, my first really, my uh, well, second big campaign, I did Bennett Johnson's campaign <laughs> for the United States Senate and we had won that, and he went to Washington, and I really wasn't working for him at the time, and then there was a, 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 critical campaign came along about education in Louisiana, it was guy named kind of Kelly Nix running against sort of the old establishment, and, and uh, it, we were not expected to win, and, and we had a great campaign, and it was a long, hard fought. We started in April, and I remember uh, when the, that, the, the night the election was over, we just came from behind and won, and it ended up being a, a you know a fun two and a half years. And by the way, at the end of two and a half years, that's when Bennett Johnson hired me away from the superintendent. But I was it was uh, that was probably the most exciting night uh, I've had because w- we weren't expected to win. We pulled off a miracle, and uh, you don't you don't do many of those.
1: <laughs> Did you always have the feeling that you could win?
3: Well, yeah, you do. You, you know, I, I thought we had, uh, we were making some moves that we thought would work for us. Uh, we were running against literally two incumbents, and our theme was twelve years of failure uh, between the two. Uh, tw- yeah, tw- mm-hmm. Between the two, twelve years of failure. Let's you know reform education in Louisiana, and and it really did. Uh, we we it was a fun. Two and a half years we uh, not only pulled that off but we started reforming and uh, bringing changes, modernizing the the Department of education and uh, uh, bringing uh, I guess you'd say uh, more attention to the classroom and what teachers needed funding them properly and and also establishing standards. We didn't really have any standards and by the way uh, to make it real quick, uh, there were articles written that Louisiana had established a benchmark of what states should do on reforming education. Unfortunately, uh, those things, when you know, those things didn't last very long. Someone would come in and not take them seriously. So, as successful as we were, I wish we had been able to do a better job to move us off the bottom but it was fun while it, you know for that
0: that campaign. Yeah, well that's certainly a fascinating story and I'm sure you've got a, plenty others but of um, those. So maybe Simone and I can come visit mm-hmm. off the radio, off the air and hear mm-hmm. some of the other mm-hmm. stories. But getting back to the poll, so we also asked about sediment diversions which are critical projects, um, and this is statewide. um fifty five percent of those surveyed, you know are familiar with sediment diversions. Of those who said they're familiar, um eighty two percent of those responded that they support diversions as a way of building land over time. Um and even you know in places like Plaquemines and St. Bernard, where you hear sometimes of opposition, um overall support there was sixty eight percent. So um that's consistent with what we've seen in other polls in prior years, but anything you want to comment on there, Bernie?
3: Well, the good news is that the uh that, that is that is one of the answers, but there are other answers that make that more meaningful. When you you know, you look at one question and say, Hey, great, that's a great answer. But what's what's important about that is it it, it is, Jock, you're correct, it's a great it's a great number. But what's what makes it much more important and, and leads to the where you want to be as far as where the the public uh, believes we should be following the science and not not politics. We should not be playing politics with the money. Um, the 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 coastal land loss. Uh, they think that it'll affect them. When not so much in this year, not so much in. But when ten years, it it it'll affect. them. They believe, at uh, seventy seven plus percent, believe it'll affect them. So sediment diversion is all of those things. Sediment diversion following the science, uh, the coastal loss impact, all of those push push these uh, answers to be uh, really, uh, you'd say, good numbers for what you're trying to accomplish. So all of the numbers put together, but sediment diversion, even in the parishes where there's some of the people may question whether we should do that or not because of fisheries or whatever else, the majority of the people understand the importance of it and 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 there may be some there may be some uh questions locally or whatever else, but for the good the, the greater good on this poll is what stands out. The greater good ends up dominating uh anything that could slow it down or change attitudes or reduce the money. So you, you see my logic on mm-hmm. that? So th- That's why everything works so well in the survey. And, of course, you're going to get into an area that uh, substantiates a new direction, which I'll give the...
0: yeah, let's talk about that. So we asked some new questions that we hadn't asked before, um, You know, yeah. just essentially around extreme weather and climate change. Of the statewide voters, 71% say they believe in climate change. Half of those, 50%, say it is affecting them today. And 72% believe that climate change will have an impact on future generations in Louisiana. Were you surprised by those numbers?
3: Yeah, I was. In fact, somebody called in and mentioned that the average across the, uh, the South is 51%, which, I, which is about correct. Uh, you know half believe and half don't but in louisiana uh we're much more um, although florida I would think it would be but florida's such a bigger state and you have people inland or whatever i don't know i, I can't I shouldn't be guessing what they think but well because of the uh land loss obvious land loss the these the uh worries people have about being able to go home to the communities after these hurricanes or or eventually losing uh, the land, so they can't live there anymore. Plus, the uh, dramatic increase in the severity of, of uh, downpours and storms, and uh, having 25 inches of rain fall. So, all of those things—pretty, uh, yeah—I you know, can confidently say all of those things cause people to say hey, it's pretty obvious to me. <laughs> there, there is a that uh, climate change is occurring. Uh, so, that, that's a. That, that that I would have, I would have been less surprised if it would have been 60 but 71% surprised. Mm-hmm. That was well, that's a pretty it, high yeah, number. Well, yeah,
0: it's clear on that and then just questions about, you know, do people feel like extreme weather is becoming more frequent? Um, you know, other things that people, you know, regardless of the politics, they, you know, feel the impacts now, they're concerned about the future, and they want solutions and bold solutions, um, you know, advanced, and they want their leaders to take this on and tackle this as a a big um, issue. You know, again, Steve said in in the press release, that's not just an issue of, um, what kind of future we leave our children and grandchildren, but where that future will be. And I think that's so important for the issue of coastal land loss and yeah. restoration. So Bernie, we're, we're about out of time, but I know it's a very busy season for you. So thank you so much for taking the time to spend with us and talk us through this poll. Um, and thank you for your partnership with the poll. And best of luck in the months ahead. I know it's an exciting time for you.
1: And we want to hear those stories. <laughs>
0: uh,
3: you got it. Well, thank y'all very much for having me. And uh, I'm I'm a coastal restoration fan. Uh, I, I plan to continue to talk about it in my speeches and talk about because it it's a great project and it's worth doing and it's worth something. We it's very worth accomplishing.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Bernie. And thank a you, reminder: Bernie. you can find the poll at MississippiRiverDelta.org/coastal-poll-2019. <laughs> it's been another great episode yes. with my PNC back in my I'm co-host back. chair, and we'll be back next week on Delta Dispatches.